0: This episode is sponsored by the new film, The Song of Names, directed by Francois Girard and starring Tim Roth and Clive Owen. The Song of Names opens December 25th. This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with The Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2NJB.com slash donate. Twitter, a place where you usually go when you're in desperate need of a good, pointless argument. Some people are drawn to this arena like an insect to the light. And you got to wonder, what's the point in those endless discussions about Trump or BB or Greta? No one has ever been convinced by some super witty or well-articulated tweet or Facebook comment, right? Well, usually. Something different happened when blogger David Abutbul, a.k.a. Julicious, started a thread on Twitter with Megan Phelps Roper, a daughter to a notorious family that's part of the Westboro Baptist Church in Topeka, Kansas. Just to give you an idea, the family owns a website. Two domain names, amongst many others, lead to this website. Those domains are godhatesfags.com and jewskilledjesus.com. About a week ago, David sent us an email with the subject, I think we have what to talk about, followed by, I was recently on Good Morning America, a Steven Spielberg documentary, and all kinds of fun stuff for something I did out of my shitty apartment in Machne And that, dear listeners, is what we call an offer we cannot refuse. So we're super excited to have David Julius Abutbul here with us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: How are you? The Abutbul family in Israel is very used to making offers that you can't refuse oh yeah <laughs> that's true that's
0: yeah that that's that wasn't the intent intention but uh now now i feel like no i'd be up here with a baseball bat <laughs> yeah. get me on your goddamn podcast before all this too nice jewish boys goodness is brought to your ears let me tell you about our sponsors at sony pictures sony pictures classics presents the song of names a new film from francois girard director of the Red Violin and starring Tim Roth and Clive Owen. When a Jewish music prodigy disappears, a childhood friend starts an obsessive search that spans over two continents and a half century. The Song of Names also features a score by two-time Academy Award winner Howard Shore. The Song of Names opens in New York and Los Angeles on December 25th, and it's coming to a theater near you this January. Really, really looking forward to this movie, guys. you have to check it out. The Song of Names. So okay, so just to give uh, us and our listeners some context, who is the Phelps Roper, who are the Phelps Roper family?
1: It's one of the families that are members of the Westboro Baptist Church and it's a church that has about 80 members, the vast majority of whom are all members of the same family or people married to them. They live in Topeka, Kansas. In a giant compound. It's like they own the entire block. All the houses are kind of connected. And in the middle, there's like a swimming pool and a basketball court and um, trampolines. It's very, you know, very, very pretty.
0: Just beautiful
2: America. And a church. And a church. There's also a church in that block. the family from Louis Theroux's documentary? The most hated family in America. Okay. So highly recommended.
0: Okay.
1: Right. So they... Um, their Their grandfather, Fred Phelps, started this church in the 70s. What the a man. yeah <laughs> and and they have a theology that believes that you know, God hates fags, Jews kill Jesus. We mentioned the domain names, but basically they believe that they have they're the only ones in the world that understand Christianity and Jesus. In the correct way. And everyone else, Jews, Muslims, gays, other Christians, are all going to hell.
0: Blasphemers.
1: Blasphemers, right. And they believe that it is their responsibility to rebuke everyone who's wrong. So, for instance, they'll go to the funeral of a soldier who died in Afghanistan. And they'll hold up these signs. Each person that goes to the, that that pickets holds up like four signs at the same time and they're giant signs and 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 basically what they're saying to the family is your son died because America doesn't have the death penalty against homosexuals oh my god they went to the funerals of the of the children who died in the Sandy Hook massacre which was like a school shooting in an elementary school and again told the parents your children died because there's no death penalty against homosexuals and they do this again gets them a lot of attention considering they're such a small group of people but they'll go to the they'll go picket the Oscars they'll go threaten to picket um you know Whitney Houston's funeral just everything you could possibly imagine basically
0: like real life trolls
1: just you yes. know they're not staying
0: in the yes. realm of the internet yes they're like we're going to take trolling to the real world they're
1: they're really good at it like Fred Phelps was going to be performing in Kansas City. Uh, Fred Phelps. Joe Rogan was going to be performing in Kansas City, and they threatened to picket Joe Rogan's show. And that created a huge online outrage, and Joe Rogan tweeted about it. And then they're like, mission accomplished. We don't have to show up. And so they didn't even show up. He canceled the show. No, no, no. Uh. He talked about them. Oh, okay. He talked about them and created a lot of outrage online, okay. and then so many like,
2: donations were accepted thanks to that.
1: They don't, they don't they don't accept donations. They they don't they...
0: accept any donations. No. So God hates fags. But what if you want to donate to the cause? I'll give you an example. I mean, I'm not Meghan... suggesting it. I think that's an awful <laughs> idea. I'm just you know,
1: so trolling. <laughs> you know, like like being anti-gay in America is not such an outrageous position, and there are a lot of people that are anti-gay um, that won't make. Sorry, you know they won't make birth, they won't make cakes for gay weddings and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, but no, but this so is, so people a, people it, do it's send important the money to make a difference. No, to, but, to
0: draw a line between the, I think there's a diff there's a fundamental difference between the anti-gay Christians in America or even anti-gay Orthodox Jews in America. I don't know if, even know if it's anti if you can call it anti-gay. There are people who believe in a certain
1: way of life, and this is. Far more extreme than that. I mean, you know, the Bible says that it's a capital offense, so...
0: Yeah, but the Bible I mean in Judaism you know, <laughs> the Bible also says that you need two witnesses and you right. have to warn the person before Well, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what I'm saying is like this is taking it to a different level. This is you know Right.
1: But but even then there are a lot of people that are rabidly anti gay and they do yeah. send the money and Megan's job when she was a kid was to take that money and send it back because they didn't want to take money from people who are going to hell. They're like, you think sending us money is going to save you? It's not going to save you. We don't want your money. Bye-bye. They're all lawyers. That's how they make their money. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's weird. They have a family law firm. The worst profession on earth. No, no. They have a family law firm. And if you live in Topeka, they're a good law firm to go to. Their prices are reasonable. They have a good reputation in terms of the legal profession. Jews and gays...
2: Are not accepted as clients. No,
1: no, are accepted and they use are,
2: them. They are accepted <laughs> yes.
1: as clients.
2: Yep.
0: These are like wow. What? <laughs> Wait, I don't get. So they're just like a big like ball of paradoxes. They, yeah. They, yeah. They they accept Jews as clients. What's their? Have you asked her what the the thinking was? We'll get to the whole relationship with Megan uh, Phelps Roper in a minute. But did you ever talk about like what how they explain that or how they rationalize it?
1: It's a law firm. It's a business. They're 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 they just. You know why would a Jewish person use the Westboro Baptist Church yeah, but if, law firm if,
0: if the stud- if the soldiers died because America doesn't have the death penalty for gays couldn't their children die because God is upset with them for serving Jews who killed Jesus I mean
1: I think I think uh, there's, they don't think there's definitely a it? distinction there yeah okay anyway so these are some <laughs> of the most despicable people in America and and they're also and, they have a strong record on civil rights. They started off. Fred Phelps, the founder of the church, was a was a civil rights lawyer who fought um, to allow black people into regular public schools with white people. Wow,
0: <laughs> it really uh, it really forces you to like deal with your cognitive dissonances, right? Like, you know, it's a like new level. Do I hate them? Do I not hate them? What am I supposed to feel about these people? Am I for
1: free speech? Am I against <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, the first thing I asked Megan when i had the opportunity to was do they have guns are they violent and she said <laughs> no and then i asked her
0: wait are they anti-gun <laughs>
1: no they're, they're they're just not particularly violent okay. they're not violent at all and i asked her i said if if your family lived during the time of the holocaust would they support the nazis or would they fight the nazis and without hesitation she said they they would fight the nazis what cuz it's not yeah so yeah. it's
0: like totally in the realm of opinions. Like they think this is just like basically they think God hates fags and God hates Jews. Right. I shouldn't repeat that. Like uh, that.
1: that uh, well, that they want they called? want homosexuals to be put to death yeah. by the government, by the courts. They don't necessarily want to kill Jews, but they say that- so
0: homosexual. So if the Nazis were just persecuting homosexuals, they might.
1: Like, right, they might not have an they issue might, with that. They might support the Nazis. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. Anyway, so I'm glad <laughs> we <laughs> got this. Yeah, we got this sorted out. <laughs> yeah. Now we know how the felt. It's not ropers. that straightforward. Also, yeah.
1: they're really nice people. Wow. Everyone that's that's met her family.
2: Right, but that's. I mean, Nazis su- were
1: nice people as well. That's not surprising. Do you think? Depending who you were. Yeah. I mean Hitler wasn't exactly cuddly. Goring, Goring was was definitely cuddly.
0: Nice is like civilized, yeah. right? It's like not necessarily
1: a, a, a an attest,
0: a testament to like some morality talk. or or ethics. <laughs> you know you yeah.
2: find yourself in a party. Great parties. Great parties. Yeah. The Nazis
0: <laughs> knew the Nazis knew how to throw some parties. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So these are obviously I mean, it's confusing to hear about their ideology. Let's get to the and they're, story. They're kind of... this. They sound kind of despicable. Why the hell would you engage in a Twitter conversation with one of... Them? It sounds like the last person you so, want I mean, to talk So, I
1: mean, i I've been following the family since they registered their domain name, godhatesfags.com. That was a little controversial, and people tried to yank the registration, but, you know, they fought it in court and won. It's a free speech issue, and they're allowed to have that yeah. domain name. And... I was I was tracking hate sites, so I knew who they were, and then I was really surprised when Megan reached out to me. Um, there was an article in the JTA, and it was about the time when Twitter started, you know, getting a lot of press, and they did a they they put together a list of the most influential Jews on Twitter. And because of the work we do with the blog and the work that we do with with our festivals, you know, we were early adopters on on every social media platform you could imagine. And for some bizarre reason, JTA listed me as the second most influ- influential Jew on Twitter, which is really funny. Abudbul. Yada.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> First
2: time
0: in Abudbul got anything, in any list. <laughs> any recognition. Well, I mean,
1: this is the mayor of Bet right? Uh, I mean, not
0: anymore. Not anymore, but... Um, Any list other than a kill list?
2: Right. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, Aton is half Mizrahi, guys, so he's allowed. Yeah, to I can s- make those. jokes. He can make these jokes, yeah.
1: Um, there. So, so she started trolling. They decided, you know, instead of just picketing in person, they were going to picket online. They could. Their reach would be like magnified immensely. And she went and decided to go and hit the Jews that had the most followers and the most influence. And she the JTA published a list of, I think, 50 people or something, and I was number two. she she started trolling all of them, and the only one that responded was me. And I responded like I said, because I knew about the church, I knew about the family, and I felt a responsibility that because it was on a pu- public platform, I felt a responsibility to to respond for the sake of the other people who might be listening, because she was saying, how
2: old was she back then?
1: 21 22
2: and she was saying
1: it was it was like a debate she started off sending me new testament quotes about how you know judaism is stupid (laughs) and i told her i don't believe in the new testament so don't waste your time then she started sending me old testament quotes and i was like your interpretation is colored by the fact that this quote is mistranslated and And then, and I said, you would know that if you spoke Hebrew. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to get me some Rosetta Stone and and learn Hebrew. And you're going to help me, right? And I was like, sure. And so every day in the midst of our... That
2: discussion was public? Public.
1: (laughs) And every day in the midst of our ongoing debates, there'd be like, oh, Shabbat Shalom, David. Yeah. And, you know, whatever Hebrew phrase she learned that day... And it was really funny. And then later she told me that she wanted to learn Hebrew not just to be able to read the Old Testament. Sorry, I put that in quotes. We don't believe in the Old Testament. Believe in the Torah. That she could read the Torah in its original Hebrew. Um, but also because the family planned on moving to Israel. What? <laughs> yeah. They needed to convert 144,000 Jews to their church. In order to bring about the rapture, twelve thousand from each tribe, so one hundred forty-four thousand Jews. And the most efficient place to do that is Israel, because everybody's all in one place. But while they're living in Israel, they're going to want to go to the Macolet and buy some milk and and order stuff. So it'd be handy to know some words in Hebrew.
0: F- w- <laughs> what? I'm so good. First of all, the, like historically speaking, this is only one tribe right right no i know they didn't they, it's like facts it's the rapture dude the, people
1: are gonna float in the sky you know don't don't <laughs> don't get bogged down on okay. russian lies <laughs> oh
0: my god i i can't help it i'm trying to make sense of this okay okay so they wanted to move to israel and then mm-hmm. so she's studying hebrew and yeah. you're and
2: you're. but it's always public you 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 don't right.
1: dm each other once in a blue moon
2: okay and then what happens how long does this last
1: so within three months of, of our initial contact, she tells me, David, guess what? I'm like, what? We're finally going to meet in person. And I was like, what are you talking about? Their family was going to L.A. to picket the Oscars, and our festival was happening in Long Beach at around the same time. So they're like, we're going to picket your festival for all three days.
2: Aww. So <laughs> that's so sweet heartwarming
1: so we'll finally be able to to meet each other and i was like yay so what you know, was
2: your motivation in these talks in this conversation one
1: well you know i'm one of those guys it's like oh my god someone's wrong on the internet you know the
2: guys we talked about <laughs> on, on the intro yeah <laughs> that's you okay
1: no but also like i said they're they're essentially a hate group and they're conversing with me and she was actually polite in the conversation. She never called me names or anything like that, uh, unlike other conversations that you have online with people. And so I was like, as long as she was willing to engage in civil discussion, I was going to respond.
0: That so, makes sense. Because yeah. so, it's
1: public. And, and I was like, you know, what if someone follows her and reads these conversations? Maybe I'll convince them. I never thought I'd convince her. My plan was never to like change her mind. I I'd seen her on the Louis Theroux um, movies, uh, documentaries, and she was a true believer. She was there was no no notion that no I crack, could possi- no notion that I could possibly convince her otherwise. But you know, I responded to everything <laughs> that she said and
0: uh so okay so there's this festival in long beach and she's coming to pick it she's guys coming meet? to pick
1: it the, the the police let us know about it because they do everything legally and they get a permit and they got a permit and picking picking permit a picketing permit because picketing america permit. has america has the first amendment and you can say whatever you want to say and it's, and great. it's perfectly legal well, we don't have that in israel i wish we did but yeah um so so yeah so people were mad at me they're like David, you know what what, what have you brought upon us? Um, people are not going to want to come to the festival anyway it didn't affect our, our numbers and it, it, it was a zoo for three days every what, day. What festival is this? The Julicious festival like there's a Julicious blog and then there was a festival uh, based on the blog okay. with like bands, speakers, Shabbat, juices. Left wing, right wing, religious, not religious, no juices. Okay, (laughs) Obviously juices. There was orange juice for breakfast Sunday morning. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, yeah, it was a big zoo. There was a lot of people, a lot of police, a lot of counter protesters. And then, you know, I show up and Megan's holding up a sign that says, you're amongst many. One of her signs was like, your rabbi is a whore. She's got the flag of Israel on uh, tied around her left ankle and the flag of America tied around her right angle, ankle with blood splots all over it, dragging on the floor as she walks. And then I show up, and I'm like, Hi, Megan, so nice to meet you. It's like, David! <laughs> That's amazing. Hi. Was there a violinist too? No, no, there were... There were <laughs> There were, there was a, I remember this one guy, amazing. one guy dressed like Jesus, another guy dressed like a rabbit. I don't even.
0: What? A rabbit?
1: It was funny. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't rationalize I anything.
0: I need to understand. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> they don't want you to. There was,
1: there was a lot of counter protesters saying, you I know, would... screaming and yelling and calling them names and they were just standing there, you know, laughing and singing and and engaging other people in their conversation in in conversation and then i showed up and i i I showed up all three days and um so so you you meet for the first time what's the interaction like is that that's it really polite and short and civil
0: but do you guys have a conversation Do you talk about like where you ate last night like the first
1: that year we did a special panel on on gay jews and a couple of the people that were there were friends of mine so i brought them along American Apparel gave us like free legalized gay t shirts, so we were all wearing them and and it was super civil, you know, just like, Hey, how's it going? Oh, the you know, telling me about how bad the police were and not protecting them properly and how difficult it was, protesting and people yelling at them and it was just a normal friendly conversation. Wow. Yeah.
0: The police weren't protecting the, Sufficiently the, protecting, the, them.
1: like Megan and that group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Against the the protesters. I mean, people were driving by and yelling and throwing water bottles at them. And okay. Yeah.
0: So
2: how do you end up helping
1: her get out? It, it was. It was. I'll tell you. A couple months after that first meeting, um we met again in New Orleans. There was the uh, Jewish. Federation of North America has an annual meeting called the GA, which is all the federations in the United States and in North America. And I was invited to speak there and, and Megan and her family were, were picketing. So I showed up again, you know, and, and this time I brought them halva from Mahanehuda and they brought me chocolate. So we exchanged gifts. It was really polite. And I took a, took a look at the chocolate and on the back I was like, Oh, look, there's a horror rabbi who certified this as kosher. <laughs> this is her favorite <laughs> chocolate bar. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'll never eat that again. No, no, they—they're—they're. They're, they're, I said they're funny. Like they—they. They, you think of them as a cult. Hilarious. They go, to, they go to public school, <laughs> and then at lunch they pick at the school. Did you meet her family as well? Yeah, I met her mom. I met. I met all and of how them. were they to you they were also very nice I mean you know kind of kind of indifferent in comparison to but not standoffish no Shirley was I, I offered her brother a bottle of water and Shirley was like you know get away from him Shirley's her mom ah so they were like really mean and not nice but um, ah, so they were. though like I said people other people have said that they've had good interactions with her
0: Maybe so, they were worried because they realized that you were threatening the, I the know. Uh, you know, the look threatening. No, I had, no. But the sense that like you were no pulling indication. their daughter away. I from... had
1: no, no indication whatsoever. And after that, we had another discussion. And I, and I told them, I was like, look, why are you obsessed with homosexuals? It's You know, homosexuality is not the only capital offense um, crime in the Bible
0: adultery
1: adultery incest adultery is a capital offense crime and i'm like you have someone in your church who committed adultery i didn't say who it was her mom her mom had a kid out of wedlock when she was in college what yeah wait the
0: mom megan's mom (laughs) megan's mom wedlock that Uh, means outside outside Uh, of
1: marriage i was like so why isn't she killed i mean not only is she not killed she's like a a very important member of the church. Yeah, God hates her too. And and Megan said, "Well, well, she repented." I was like, "Well, if you kill a homosexual, you don't even give him the chance to repent." You know, why are you doing that?" I was like, "Here, look at look at the look at look at the New Testament that you love so much. There was a story of of you know, Jews gathered around to stone an adulterous woman, and Jesus comes along and says, "Let he who is without sin cast the first stone." And, and then everybody put their stones down and walked away. And then he told the woman. And then Jesus <laughs> threw a stone at <laughs> him. No, he, he told the woman, go forth and sin no more. Okay. And that was, and that was the end of that. And that kind of, you know, and I didn't even think like this was such a big deal. But that was the straw that broke the camel's back. She, she had like, no response. <sighs> she went to her elders. She went to her family. She asked them, what, what do I say in response? What do I say in response? He's right and they were like don't worry about it. And uh and and two years and she tried to figure out a way to continue living there but after that everything fell apart. And two years later, her and her sister after struggling for many many months um decided to leave the church. And they told How them, does one do that? Well, like I said, they're not they're not a cult. This isn't like some Jim Jones, you know, purple Kool-Aid situation. They just told their parents like we're leaving. And they were like, okay. Yeah? And they packed up their stuff. They took their car and, and drove off to South Dakota. Who is they? Yeah, the Megan sister. and her sister, Grace. Ah. Uh-huh. And, and then Megan, this is after two years of no contact. I didn't speak to Megan at all. Mm-hmm. Once I made that argument, that was it. You planted radio the silence.
2: seed and then...
1: radio. She didn't, she didn't speak to me. Mm-hmm. And... And then she, she sends me an email and she tells me, David, you're going to hear about this. So I wanted to let you know. I left the church and it was because of you, because of that last wow. argument that we had after New Orleans.
2: What did you feel when you read this? You're reading this email. I was like, what? You know?
1: <laughs> and then I was like, where That's are intense. you? Where are you? You know, she's like, South Dakota. I'm like, it's February. You know, I was like, what are you doing in South Dakota? Like crying a lot, you know, because they left, they, they worked at the family law firm, they lived in the family compound, everything was their family and they left their family. And I was like, well, you know, our festival is going to happen in a couple weeks. Why don't I fly you down to California so you could at least be someplace warm and civilized? Um No offense to anybody. Yeah, that's that's pretty (laughs) offensive. (laughs) Like a place that isn't a shithole. God hates South Dakotans. (laughs) It's warm and it's really. It is really. It is really pretty. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so we flew her down. Flew her and her sister down to Long Beach, California, for the festival. And I said, I was like, you can share with us your experience or not, whatever you want. She's like, well, I don't want anything to to go online. That might offend my family. She was still hoping that they would, you know, at least let her, at least talk to her, you know, just because she doesn't believe in, you know, she had a lot of siblings still there and she loves her parents. What did they... she
2: tell you about the the two years, like her thought processes? She what... thought
1: that maybe she could just not hold the death penalty for fags sign. But that didn't work and she really they wouldn't s- let her not it wasn't it wasn't it, it it's like once one thing falls apart then everything falls mm-hmm. apart you know and it was a gradual process of wow they don't have an answer for this thing to wow they're wrong about this to what else are they wrong about and how arrogant is it of a for a group of 80 people to believe that they have the knowledge monopoly on on knowledge that nobody yeah. else has yeah. But of all the people Not in the world, morality. only this tiny, tiny group of people in Kansas City know the truth about God and Jesus and and heaven and and morality and and whatnot. And so and so she left, but it was a struggle because she knew what it meant to leave the church—that she would have to give up all contact with her siblings and her parents and everyone that she was closest to throughout her life. So it was it was uh, it was a rough deal, and she she spoke to us about it. At Jalicious. She agreed to speak on Shabbat because she knew that, um, on Shabbat, we wouldn't record it. Hmm. And so it wouldn't get back to her family necessarily. And, and it was, it was interesting. She ended up staying, her and her sister ended up staying at the house of your rabbi is a whore. So our, our executive director was a rabbi and he had a guest house in his place and they stayed there for, for a while. They helped the rabbi shop for Passover. They repainted his kitchen because it needed to be repainted, um, they went to the synagogue. They had Shabbat meals. We took them. I took them to the the Simon Wiesenthal Center, where we had a very important discussion. And they, I asked them, like, so, what are you going to do now? What's what's the future hold for you? And they're like, well, we're probably going to just lay low. I was like, what are you going to do for a living? He's like, I'm going to be a bartender. It's like, why a bartender? So they get good tips. It's like, have you ever been to a bar? Nope. <laughs> I was like, well, that's probably not a good idea. So I told them about tikkun and I was like, you know, you and your family introduced a lot of brokenness into the world, and I think you have responsibility to try to repair it, so she started speaking to groups that she had maligned in the past, and I mean, I remember once uh, I spoke with her uh, with the ADL in Chicago, the Anti-Defamation League in Chicago, on a Thursday, and then the next Sunday, we rode in the ADL float at the Chicago Pride Parade, which was the last place that she picketed before she left the church. So it was.
2: And the family well, never.
0: Full circle.
1: Yeah. The,
2: the family never, after she got out and started speaking, they never like
1: I don't know condemned her, condemned her, or tell. They don't even acknowledge her. I mean, she's had a she's gotten married since she has a.
0: They're not in contact.
1: She goes to Kansas all the time and walks around the family compound with the kid, leaves a note on the door of her parents' house. They try everything they can to, to be in touch. Her younger sister would go to synagogue services. They have a reform synagogue that the family pickets every weekend. Every Shabbat, they picket the synagogue. And so the, the, the sister would go to shul on Saturday <laughs> so that she could see her, her siblings.
0: I don't understand what motivates these people.
1: They feel they have a responsibility. You know, like um, in Leviticus, there's right? uh, the hafta l'erecha kamocha, right? That's the the pasuk, the the, the verse that says, uh, love your neighbor as you love yourself. But just before that, it also, just literally, the, the pasuk beforehand says that if you see your neighbor... Doing something wrong, you have a responsibility, if you love him, to let him know that he's doing something wrong. Let so, him
0: know, not kill him. Well, that was, well, <laughs> they, that, that was they... part of
1: the issue. They, they're they like, we're not killing them. Yeah, the they've never killed them. anyone. They'll never, they, we're not killing them. We're just saying, the, but they're saying the government should kill them. So, in effect, they are saying to kill them, which is one of the things that Megan struggled with.
0: No, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> responsibility is... This sense of responsibility—I I don't know. Maybe this is naive, but can't really because responsibility is a good thing, and it's like weird to me that responsibility would drive you to do something so evil. I don't—I—I'm like—I—I. I, it doesn't—it doesn't. It doesn't uh, I can't reconcile the idea that responsibility, the a sense of responsibility, would drive you to commit evil.
1: If you—if—if—if if, if, you know your friend is like, "Hey, I'm gonna try heroin this weekend." You know, you'd probably be like, I don't think that's a good idea. But that's (laughs) yeah, but that's
0: what I'm saying. That's a good thing to stop him from trying to uh, Right, but
1: then who decides what's good and what's wrong? Right? I mean, you know, Nazi Germany. Exactly. That's that's Nazi. No, but there's very but a lot of people thought that following the dictates and the precepts of the Nazi party was the right thing to do. For the greater good. For the greater good. And so they were like, Okay.
0: And that's what I'm saying. I don't buy that. I don't buy that that's what drove them. I, buy, I, I think we, there's some deep-seated hatred have, no, for, for, for humanity somewhere in there to be able to sit aside and watch millions of people being
1: annihilated. But we, and to... we make moral compromises every day. I'm not talking about Nazis. I'm not talking about Westboro Baptist Church. I'm talking about you and I. Like, do you believe in child labor? No. Well, we buy iPhones. You buy iPhones? Well, I believe you in buy, child labor. You buy chocolate. <laughs> No, I do. I kind of do. I mean, I don't know Even what. Get the you do little off. ragamuffins off the street. I don't know. No, I don't Congo. know what
0: you. I mean, what's child labor like before, like eighteen, like fifteen to six. But anyway, little an kids different... in coltan mines. You no, know? like eight
1: eight year olds. Yeah, that's you like chocolate. Up. <laughs> that's you like chocolate? Up. About twenty five percent of the world's chocolate is produced by literal yeah. slaves. And 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 uh, the cashews
2: we're eating. No, but the now we're cashew. getting into a philosophical cashews? discussion. I think that's what? far. I yeah. think cashews burned the hands of the. Slave labors. Chinese, yeah. Who no, but I think
0: that it. that's detached from from. I mean, you're first of all, you're talking about actively being against or, or actively doing an evil and passively doing an evil. How's that passive? How, no, when you're when you are buying something that is being produced halfway across the earth, you're passively taking part. It's only in, passive
1: because you're actively deluding yourself into. No, there's a believing difference. that you're you're you know, like when you buy Two degrees or when you buy separating. cocaine that's produced in 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 Colombia and smuggled by murderous Mexican um, criminals who kill and behead entire populations. You know it's happening and it wouldn't happen you if You don't people, know.
0: You don't know that the chocolate you, you know? buy in the supermarket <laughs> is being produced by an 8-year-old in Thailand. because you choose not to know. No, because, because I you, c- you can't practi- to ignore it. You can't practically check up on each piece of chocolate or food that you put in your mouth it's not
1: you 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 can demand that chocolate manufacturers only use i could spend most of
0: my time demanding from different manufacturers of different foods that they make sure and then i wouldn't be making any money to sustain myself or my family but then i would be out of a job and out i mean i can't practically speaking i can't actually check that each piece of food i put in my mouth hasn't caused any harm on on and then you have to ask yourself what and level what's of the, harm I mean, What's the what's the red I, line? Like I, mean, I is, can't. Right. I what won't buy from
2: if I'm so righteous. I won't but buy I, from Amazon. I won't buy from anywhere, and I'll just have to grow my own plants. But
1: the point is, is okay. that like living in a moral in a, in a modern society, we make moral compromises every day.
0: No, but you can't. I mean, come on, you can't compare the moral. Compromises. I mean, I don't. I don't even agree that it's moral. But you can't compare that moral compromise to the moral compromise
1: of wanting to, of kill, wanting to kill of wanting the government to murder. No, no, I mean, Gays. look. Obviously, I'm not here defending yeah. Westboro Baptist Church. I mean, I think what's what's most relevant is is that we should at least think about you know the sort of process that Megan went through and how that would look like in our lives. You know, would we be would we be willing? to sit there and sacrifice our family and our friends and the life that we knew for the sake of a moral point. She was, and that's like, that's what's really interesting about yeah, the story. It
2: wasn't here easy for her, that's for sure. Right. It wasn't a walk yeah. in the park.
1: And, and also, I think, another lesson to be taken from this story is that if you want to make the most use of free speech right? Take full advantage. You know, we have a society, we value free speech. In order to have free speech, you need to be able to have speech. You need to be able to have civil conversation. And so when you go online, if someone sits there and starts calling you names, you know that they're not interested in conversation. You know that they don't even have a valuable position to share, right? And if you are interested in potentially changing hearts and minds, avoid name calling engage people in conversation and understand the power of humanizing the other like f- projecting your humanity as opposed to projecting your your anger and your you know outrage project your humanity have people sit there and be able to relate to you you know, don't focus on what sets us apart, but focus on what we have in common, and then a whole world of possibility opens up. And that's that's kind of what happened to Megan, and that's I think you know the ultimate lesson of this story, in our fractured and divisive times that we live in.
0: I think it's I think it's a real testament to free speech. I mean. People, you know, and for Twitter arguments, we've ta- <laughs> <laughs> we're, no, but we're, we've talked about you know the uh, German laws against the Nazi, uh, you know, uh, Nazism in, in Germany and the
1: Israeli laws against BDS. Yeah, and I like, think that
2: it's what are we afraid of? Yeah, the laws are not against uh, against speech; they're mainly against yeah actions, actions. But
0: uh, either way, <laughs> we can get into a whole discussion about yeah. what what is free speech. But I think that in the end of the day. It's like, if you don't hear the evil that is within, then you can't actually confront it. Right. And that's, I mean, a testament to it that,
1: you know.
2: In two sentences, the new documentary coming up. What's the story
1: there? Well, uh, Megan... I I mean, we were both interviewed for an article in The New Yorker, and it was a huge article by Adrian Chen. And then that article was optioned into a book with, uh, Farrar, Strauss Giroux, which is a major publisher in the U S and that book just came out October 8th. And it's on all the lists of like must read books and whatnot. And I read it. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, and then that book was optioned by, uh, Reese Witherspoon to be turned into not a documentary, but a feature film. Oh, even like better an actual, an actual, you know, full length movie. Um, Nick Hornsby's already written the script Wow And presumably the movie's going to The aim is to have the movie out By the time the soft cover version of the book Comes out a year after the hardcover release
2: I say John Cusack should play you What?
1: No man, Vin Diesel (laughs) Yeah Vin Diesel Vin Diesel No, The Rock The Rock Okay, The Rock The Rock (laughs) No, John uh, John Cusack Yeah (laughs) Yeah This is everybody asks me that question. But but Steven
0: Spielberg interviewed you as well for. Well,
1: Steven Spielberg produced a documentary called "Why We Hate." It's a six-part doc or five-part documentary um, on the (laughs) Discovery Channel, and in the the in the first episode, there was a a whole section on our discussion with each other, and a really interesting section on on chimpanzees and bonobos. But I digress. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a six-part okay. documentary. There's been a lot of a lot of you know she Megan did a um, a TED talk that got like eight million views. Sarah Silverman's show now canceled um, was inspired by her by the story with with Megan Phelps Roper, who was her first guest. Um, she was on the Joe Rogan podcast for like two and a half hours. Um, Sam Harris. Wow. It's yeah. amazing. So, uh, if she comes to Israel, I'll have her come here and yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely fall in love with her. Also, awesome. if
0: the family comes to Israel finally right. to convert, they would them, love we- to come here. We and be like, will. I mean, we'll yeah, gladly <laughs> them. host them. Well, gladly is a big world. Yeah, word, gl- but we'll gladly. we'll have them. <laughs> no, gladly. I mean. Yeah. hospitality it's, is an I th- like important I said, Jewish value no but also we talked about testament to free speech let's talk to them let's yeah. try and uh, yeah. you know we want to become the next David Abutbul. <laughs> we want to be, be able to like you know who will play you in the movie uh, definitely I think Eddie Murphy uh, no Jean Van
1: Damme <laughs> yeah. Jean Claude Jean Claude Van Damme Jean Claude Van Damme so
2: what can we plug David
1: your your blog well you know if you want this and more fun stuff check out some of the work that we do on com. we also run YouTube.com. you can follow me on twitter i'm at julicious on instagram at julicious and i'll be in the u.s um in january and february speaking at various synagogues and organizations cool. about this whole story as can guy, people still book you people can yeah there's 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 just a few days slots available. time there's a okay. few slots still available so cool Call us up. You send an email to stacy at julicious.com and she'll be more than happy to Amazing. hook you up. Cool. Okay,
0: well, just before we go, <laughs> not that this matters, but do you know what uh,
1: the Phelps Roper family voted for? That's a good question. I, th- I think they have vo- I don't know. Probably Trump? I don't know. No, no, they would never vote for Trump. I can't, I, I, if anything, ah, they so would not vote for Jewish or family he told me that traditionally they were Democrats? Hmm.
0: <laughs> okay, this is, this that's, what I, that's what i was oh, hoping for <laughs> no, anyway okay the smile on nathan's face <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay um guys thank you so much thank David, you really for joining Great. us and I'm for for writing us yeah yeah
1: uh, i saw you guys like two jewish guys
2: yeah we're, we're open guys if you if you think you're as interesting as as um as mr abutbol here um <laughs>
0: But also be prepared to be rejected.
1: Yeah, and but be no, prepared but, to walk up six flights.
0: of No, stairs. four, just four. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that's been a well kept secret <laughs> until
1: now. Seriously, secret's out. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, you're truth. invited
2: to hit us up. Uh, so before we go, first of all, we're on YouTube now, so check us out. That's where and I found subscribe. them. Subscribe. Amazing. Two nice Jewish boys on YouTube. We're gonna post original
1: content there eventually. Subscribe
0: and hit the bell button. Apparently, that's important. Yeah. Right. Hit the notifications. Right. Yeah. Besides, and you're supposed
1: to call your fans fam. On YouTube? What's up, fam? Oh, yeah, there is Subscribe, family. hit so, the notifications.
0: YouTube fam, hit the <laughs> notification, hit the bell button. Also, guys, we have, we're everywhere else, by the way, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we are we're, yeah, have a collaboration with the Jewish Journal, jewishjournal.com. Check them out. They have great podcasts. David Suisa, Shmuel Rosner. We're also uh, collaborating with IsraelNationalNews.com, Arut Sheva. And (laughs) they're going to love this. (laughs) And... We're, we are
2: um, and we accept donations guys so please help us out go to
1: 200b.com slash donate would you take donations from leftists we'll take it from anybody <laughs> anybody
0: yeah anybody, if you're guys, a member just... of the Phelps Roper family listening to this <laughs> or if you're going your your to donate for Adley. them and they
2: reject your donation yeah you can, send it, you can us. send it to us <laughs> we'll take money from anybody <laughs> um, and that is it thank you so much
0: thank you man bye, bye. guys
2: bye